0: How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Super Fantasy Bros podcast, which is part of the Triple Play Fantasy Network. I am one half of the team, Kevin Coleman, and I am joined on my podcast uh, by my co-host Jacob Dunn, as always. Jacob, how's it going out there? Are you feeling okay after your Broncos? Uh, you know, h- how are you feeling out there in Bronco Land?
1: Broncos stink. That's just that's just plain <laughs> and simple. Oh my gosh, they were frauds in the first three weeks with a cakewalk schedule, and then we actually faced some teams that have some skill. And we get demolished. All right. So that's the Broncos for you. You know, I believe that they'll finish probably seven, nine and one. And we're going to be in quarterback purgatory, which is where, which is what the expectation of Teddy Bridgewater starting was always going to get us. I don't know why we started him. We either tank or we, or, you know, we, you know, like try to trade for an upper, upper echelon quarterback, but we stuck with Teddy and this is what it gets us.
0: (laughs) There's about to get you. And I had a tweet that guy, a guy got I said they've not been able to find a quarterback in the last since 2015. And even then they got lucky with Manning kind of falling in their lab. Like that's inexcusable, especially with that defense. You guys have a legitimate yeah. defense.
1: Yeah, I mean, we have one of the top payrolls in the NFL on defense, just yeah. none on an offensive line or quarterback. And it, it's not only inexcusable, it's laughable. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, it is. Um, I just wanted to bring it up. You know, my Cowboys are doing pretty well. Uh, I'm we're pretty excited about where we're at right now. Uh, but no, what I would say is. You know, as far as that quarterback situation goes and does all that stuff, like you got to get a new quarterback in there. Um, But my biggest thing is, is like that team has talent. I just want those offensive weapons to be fantasy relevant. That's all I want. I want my Sutton and my Judy as it comes back. But hey, like always on today's show, we're going to be covering recent news, breaking down everything you need to know. And, you know, talking about week seven. And it's a big week for a lot of fantasy managers out there. And we got a jam-packed show. So let's take it off. Let's go. Here we go. So let's just talk about our reactions from last week a little bit. Uh, we'll, we'll touch on this. Maybe not like, you know, who disappointed or whatever, but man, a lot of injuries out there right now, Jacob. Uh, yes. My IR is just filled uh, with guys just hanging out. <laughs> I have one team that has five running backs in IR. And I made a joke today on Twitter. <laughs> I said, man, I'm I'm loving these week seven buys because my, my team with five IR spots out there that's doing better. I feel like I could compete finally. And so, <laughs> uh, what is your takeaway just in terms of, you know, injuries and the week seven buys that we got going on this week? Are we just surviving this week? Is that is that how we're going to do it?
1: Yeah. First of all, injuries suck. Second of all, I mean, I'm not I'm not dropping anybody d- important just for this week. You know what I mean? <clears throat> I I I am very adamant on, you know, I, don't, I am willing to sacrifice one week if it means that I, I am going to ball out the rest of the weeks. Right. Like, I'm not going to drop anyone crazy important unless I have to, you know, like unless I have to fill my roster spot. If your team is full of Cowboys and Steelers. Yes, I get that. You have to cut some people who are on the border, but I'm not going to sacrifice or I will sacrifice this week if it means just competing the rest of the season.
0: Yeah. And I agree. I think so too. Like, and I always knew week seven was going to be a monster for me. I have a lot of Dallas. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of, um, I have a lot of chargers. Uh, And obviously that hurt me last week too. So that, that definitely put me in a little bit of a rut there, but I think you do, you just got to adapt like you talked about. And he's going to kind of play it out. Other guys are going to be dealing with this too. And so the reality is if you have a deeper team, like we've been mentioning and stuff, I think you can do that. Be careful with your drops, especially if you're in a redraft league and you have, uh, five four man rosters on your bench like yeah, be very careful I, I strategically do this one that's what i would say yeah. it's just strategically kind of look around uh I, I do have a trade that i that i just made and i wanted to get your opinion on we like to talk about okay. this sort of things uh, i haven't made a lot of trades recently and i definitely was filling an itch so in perspective it's a 10 team super flex dynasty league okay, okay. uh basic scoring four point passing touchdowns uh ppr just basic Basic there, uh, not tied in premium. So I traded Darnold, I, and I know you're gonna love this because I traded Darnold. Uh, I know, uh, and um, in this league, I am two and four. So I've won my last two games, but this is the league that I have Michael Thomas, Acres, and Dobbins. So I'm. A, it, and I have Jonathan Taylor on this team too, so yeah. I, I actually have a pretty legit team. I had David Montgomery, but he got hurt too. So mm. I, I've had a, I had T Higgins. I've been rolling out everybody. Just getting hurt. I'm still two and four, and I don't like to not try to compete, especially in fantasy, especially when it's ten teams. And I, I'm actually six right now at two and four. Like there's a lot of, okay. it, it, so I like to put it out there. So I traded Darnold. Now he's my, he's a fourth QB. I have Justin Fields, mm-hmm. Wince, and Tannehill. And we're going to talk about Tannehill in a little while. So those are my three other quarterbacks for Darren Waller, straight up. What do you think about that one?
1: Okay. And in a non-tight end? Non-tight end premium. Okay. But, no, go ahead.
0: I want to see, before I say my rationale, I want to see what you think on that on the surface.
1: I'm just curious. Who was your starting tight end before Waller? It's Noah Fant. I have Fant. Oh, okay. So, you were kind of shaky on fan, I see, uh, a little bit. Well, I could, but I could start,
0: I can start Waller in the flex. So okay. it's very open yeah. ended. So the sure. way I he's look at right <laughs> it, I'm, I, he's a wide out in terms of like my production. So I right. felt like the best value was there. But what do you think?
1: So with your litany of other options, like you have Wentz, you have Tannehill, and you have Fields. I mean, you're yeah. set for the future with Fields and Wentz. If you know, his confidence stays up and Frank, Wright Keeps, you know, like getting his mind, right. At least you have fields in Dan Daniel's a little bit older, but I mean, he's still, he's still going to be playing for the next five to seven years. So you're solid at quarterback. You don't need four quarterbacks. So you had that option of trading Darnold for Waller, who is going to be a tight end one tight end two for the next, at least three to four years. I mean, like that guy is a beast. I mean, he is going to produce for, I mean, for a while now. So, I actually like that trade for you just with the context of all your other quarterbacks. And, you know, you have Noah Fant, but the Broncos can't seem to get a legit quarterback. So Waller and Carr, it seems like that's going to be a duo forever. Uh, Well, you know, like for the next like three to four years, Um, you know, and Waller is quarterback proof. So that's nice too. So I like that trade for you, Kevin.
0: I think, it, so the way I looked at it and, and I know Waller's not having an amazing year. It's like when we look at what, what Waller is right now, like he hasn't, I mean, he's still tied in four though. So, but he had a big week right. one. I think that's kind of skewed the numbers a little bit, but the way I look at it, and this is why I wanted to bring it up to everybody out there. If you're playing in a 10 man league, I think quarterbacks are less valuable. Would you agree? Because there's only yeah. 10 teams in the league. So right. realistically, you can, and I looked at my uh, options, you could pick up some guys on waivers. Realistically, you can. Because our, our benches are deep, but they're not that deep. So mm-hmm. when I was looking at it, and I'd rather have Waller, who I feel like in a 10-man league is more valuable, just because I think the positional advantage in a 10-man league for tight end with what he is, is more right. valuable than Darnold. And that's kind of how I went into it. And I can move Darnold and Fan. Like There's a guy in the league that really loves Fan. Now it kind of gives me more ammo. I can say, mm-hmm. hey you know I can use him. So I thought it was an interesting deal. The league got a little upset. They 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 were upset that I got Waller for Darnold. Um but I I did, I thought it was pretty fair to be honest with you. Like yeah. he had Kelsey and Waller. He needed okay. a quarterback.
1: Yeah, it's all and about So concepts. I
0: yeah. thought it was fair, but I just wanted to bring it up. We'll, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll go there. Um all right. Hey, let's talk about, you know, uh, players who stood out to us or disappointed us this week. I I took the players apparently that disappointed us because I'm the pessimistic person in this group, uh, in this team, (laughs) and Jacob took the people that he liked and he thought did well. Uh, Why don't we start with you? Let's be optimistic first. Uh, What is one guy that stood out to you that you really like?
1: I'm going to go with Leonard Fournette, all right? He finished as the RB2 with 30.7 fantasy points in a PPR. He rushed 22 times for 81 yards and two tutties, all right? along with six catches for 46 yards. All right, so Lenny now has 67 total touches over his last three games combined. So Fournette has officially planted his flag as Tampa Bay's lead back, and I think he's a solid RB2 the rest of the season, Kevin.
0: Yeah. Hey, I like that. I just actually wrote about him in my dynasty trade advice for fantasy pros. If you guys check that out and there was, I wanted to talk about whether you, I think he's a buy sell or whatever. I actually put that he's a hold uh, just mm-hmm. because I think if you're a, if you're a contender, you keep him with the running back situation right now in fantasy, you have to keep him. And if, if you're not, I still think that with his, with his upcoming schedule, and I talked about it down the stretch, like his championship rosters at the end of the season, like the way that it's, it plays out, I love his schedule, and when I was looking yeah. at that schedule, I said, "Hey, you got to keep him because the value is just going to be there." Um, yeah. But no, I think that's a great call. He's running back eleven right now, in PPR. Oof. Can you believe that? Love- Old Fournette, no. baby. He's he is back, and, a, <laughs> and 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 you know, in the championship week, he plays the Jets, and I he plays that. Carolina week sixteen, the tougher matchup. But who knows what Carolina is going to be at that point? Right. New Orleans, they've been shaky, and then you're looking at that. I'll take that all day if you can have him on your roster yeah. and you play the Jets. Okay, and in, even the, even then, he's playing Washington, New York Giants, Indianapolis, Atlanta. Those are still good matchups for Love him. Love it. So I think you hold him, and 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 I agree. I think he had a hell of a hell of a game. Um, and he's made uh, he's basically made uh, Ronald Jones irrelevant completely. And see sorry, you, Larry Rojo. Rojo. Yeah, sorry, he's... Rojo Truthers. Sorry. <laughs> uh, all right. I went quarterback, so I'll probably just mention both of them because they both basically did the same thing. Ryan Tannehill, QB nineteen. 13 fantasy points and Justin Herbert, QB22, 12 fantasy points. Oof. Both those guys are killing guys. And I, I tweeted out yesterday, Ryan Tannehill may go down as may go down as the biggest fantasy bust. And it was based on, and I got a lot of comments back and like, well, how could he? He was a mid-tier quarterback. You and me both know that people were not touting him as a mid-tier quarterback. They were talking no. about Ryan Tannehill being a quarterback one. Oh, and he was gonna that, be
1: like a huge like a huge value in the eighth to ninth yeah. round. He was gonna be in that top ten every week. So yeah,
0: yeah. And he got, I think uh, I looked at the ADP because people were arguing with me, and his most recent ADP towards in August was basically seventh round. So mm-hmm. he was getting overdrafted, yeah. and people thought he can do that, and he's not right now. And with wh- mm-hmm. where he's at as far as the season goes, now this can be attributed to a few things, and I saw people making excuses, and that's fine, but it's week seven, guys we can't make excuses for very much longer. Like it's almost halfway through the year of regular season in terms of fantasy. Like, Hey, you know what? Like he's not producing. It's just not there. And so I know that, you know, I think what is Derrick Henry? Um, he's like on pace for 20, like 2,100 yards and like 75 touchdowns or whatever it is. Like he is. I know that is part of the reason I know Julio has been hurt. I know AJ Brown has been hurt, but you still got to be more efficient than he has been. He hasn't been efficient. And I think that's a problem. Justin Herbert, eh, you know he he. I don't know what happened. You saw what the Ravens did; they dropped seven in the box in the zone and just said, "Hey, beat us." I don't know if their game plan and script was it was good enough for that, and he really really struggled. Uh, But I'm more worried, obviously, about Tannehill than I am. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, I'm absolutely throwing that bad Herbert game away. All elite quarterbacks have bad games every now and then. Yeah, he's human. Uh, So the uh, other guy that I was that. I think I think stood out is Jalen Waddell. All right. He had 29 fantasy points and he finished as wide receiver four. Um, you know, I say that he broke out now. It's hard to say that somebody broke out with just 70 yards, but he had 10 catches on those 70 yards and two tutties. All right. So you are in a PPR. He most likely won you that week or did a great job winning you that week. Uh, so I mean, you know, his longest reception was just 14 yards. Uh, but it doesn't matter when you're getting 13 targets. All right, so so, uh, it was a strong showing for the rookie after just combining for just five catches and 64 yards in his past two games, and it's really good to see that he did this breakout game with Tua. So, you know, Waddle's outlook is looking good.
0: It is. And hey, he's my wide receiver, too, baby. He was in my wide receiver too coming into this. Um and on. I actually I just went on the Undroppable podcast with Jax Falcone a guy I really like, and I really enjoy. Okay. And we did like a mock uh, redraft of the wide receivers. And he took Chase and I took Waddle still as before last week as my wide receiver it. too. And he was like, wait, I thought that would be Smith or whatever. And no, I think yeah. that Waddles has the clear targets. I think yeah. he has that target share. So I'm still high on waddle. and i and i I do I do like it. I think, going forward i think in redraft he's gonna be a good player i think hey is it weird that miami doesn't have a bye this week
1: it is kind of weird now because
0: they played <laughs> in london and i i noticed right. that when i was setting my rosters because i gosh like, oh, i don't have waddle i don't have all right. these guys i'm like wait waddle's playing atlanta i was like wait and i and it's something weird i can't believe that they did that to him poor poor miami gotta go to poor london miami. then you lose the you lose the urban meyer and then you got to come back oh, even worse tough. Even worse. <laughs> but I do yeah, like Waddle. I do. I do. A and I think that he's going to be a solid option. Um, yeah. And I think he can be that wide receiver too in this offense. And then I also, we're not going to bring him up, but shout out to Henry Ruggs. I got to give you credit, Henry. Yeah, like, man. Good for you. Like, and, well, you yeah. saw that. Sorry. I, I didn't mean to bring a bad memories. Oh, oh my the gosh. My
1: 48 yard touchdown. I knew yeah. that. I knew it was going to happen. I felt it in my bones. I was like, <laughs> I was like, the Broncos are prone to these fast wideouts just getting past their secondary. And what happened? A 48-yard strike to rugs, Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, shout out to him. Um, all right, let's yep.
0: go to waiver wires because I think we got to talk about it, especially with just, it's bad out here right now. If you're in a okay. dynasty league, I feel bad for you because there is nothing out there, really. Redraft is mainly what we focus on this with, but maybe some guys that you can plug and play and be comfortable with. So who is your uh, target one at a uh, waiver position?
1: All right. I'm going with Rashad Bateman. All right. I'm going back to the well. I mentioned him last week when he was about to make his debut. Um, and, you know, he caught four of six targets for 29 yards in his debut. All right. He yeah. walked right into six targets in a very positive game script. All right. The Ravens demolished the Chargers. All right. And Bateman still saw six targets. Now, it was only for 29 yards. but That's very promising in his debut. All right. So it's... uh the rookie first round pick has an excellent shot at carving out a significant role in this passing game behind Hollywood Brown and Mark Andrews. And, you know, he also has an excellent matchup in week seven against the Cincinnati Bengals, which he should be more involved against a Bengals offense that has been showing out so far. So with so many teams on a bye week you could do a lot worse than plugging Bateman in, in, Deep leagues or in your wide receiver three spot in PPR leagues, I think that he's going to have a fine game. I can definitely see somewhere around six to eight catches for around 70 yards.
0: Yeah, no, uh, the thing about Bateman is he had six targets on only 22 routes. So he saw a 27.7% target rate. So I love this stat I found today from Dylan Powell, Powell Analytics. He's a good little younger guy and he's coming up the stage really well. So among players, with at least six targets this week, that rate, the 27.7 target rate, was higher than these guys. Mark Andrews, his own teammate, who we know we were worried about him actually taking over, Waddle, who we just talked about, Justin <laughs> Jefferson, Travis Kelsey, Stephon Diggs, and CeeDee Lamb. He had higher target rates than all of those guys. Unreal. That is that is something to keep an eye on, especially going forward. Yeah. I think he could realistically be a wide receiver one on that team. And I wrote about it before the season started. Yeah. just got hurt. Uh, but I think he can. I think he can step in there. And John Harbaugh talked about how good it was. He was yeah. catching first down passes. Um, yeah, if he's on your waiver wire, I think he's a he's a solid add out there. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little uh, under the radar guys uh, that I like. I like J.D. McKissick if okay. he, if he's available out there in your league. Antonio Gibson was pretty ineffective. He looks like he has a shin injury. He right. was in and out. Ms. McKissick had he posed 110 yards. He had 16 touches, and that's what you like to see. And he got those catches back. Damn it. Okay, we've been waiting for McKissick yeah, to get right. catches. He's there. He got eight catches. So I think, hey, you know what? I know a, a chunk of it came in uh, garbage time. But with Gibson having that injury, Washington th- defense is not looking good. So you can see these game yeah. scripts that we like to see from them. I think he's a must-hand handcuff. But I also think he's kind of a standalone PPR value, right? <laughs> yes. Especially with bye weeks going along. Like, yeah. I think he has to be. I think that's there. Uh, I think he's a running back, too. If if Gibson misses time, he's a running back, too. If he doesn't, yes. you're obviously plugging and playing waiver hey i gotta put him in as my flex hopefully he gets some catches and maybe get those targets you're looking at eight to 12 points probably mm-hmm.
1: yeah 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 uh in in a 14 man dynasty league i have him as my rb2 because yeah. that's a team that i have cam Akers and, and jk dobbins <laughs> uh so it's been tough sledding but he's been keeping me afloat uh so you know he Rushed the ball eight times, which was which was a season high. You know, as you said, Gibson's dealing with that injury, so he could just have standalone flex value for probably the rest of the season because that shin injury isn't going away.
0: Yeah, it's not, and it's it's gonna be. And then, hey, if Washington keeps losing, they might shut him down. And now you're looking at McKissick. Right. He's be, he could actually take over that lead role and be there. Like yeah. I'm loving that. I love that idea. I love everything about McKissick. I liked yeah. him. I, I this early. I, I the offense has been different, but they definitely need someone in there. So if he's there, I, I take a shot on him,
1: one hundred percent. And onus if Antonio Gibson ever fully goes down or misses any games, then Jarrett Patterson is the pickup. All right, he could That's he could just slide into ten touches. Uh, so just keep that name in mind or on your watch list. Um, so. The next guy here, I'm going to keep this short and simple. It's Rashad Penny of the Seattle Seahawks. Now, I know what many of you you are thinking. Uh, I've been burned so many times by Penny. All right? He has been a bust so far. Uh, well, he he might just be the only healthy running back heading into this week. All right? Head coach Pete Carroll said that Penny will be back to full speed this week. And with Chris Carson on IR and Alex, Col- um, Alex Collins also dealing with an undisclosed injury, uh, it's possible that Penny gets thrusted into a significant role early. Uh, so I think I think that Penny is a stash candidate uh, just because it will be hard to play him this week because he plays on Monday night uh, and Alex Collins has a shot to play. So it's not like you can rely on Penny outside of the deepest of leagues. Uh, but I think he's more of a stash because Alex Collins isn't the healthiest guy out there he can get hurt just as easy as Chris Carson just did so Rashad Penny could have this backfield to himself any week now if not next week if Collins misses Uh, now I know there's also DJ Dallas there's also Travis Homer those are really three down backs Uh, Rashad Penny is a two down back that the Seahawks most likely will need this week and you probably don't have to spend any fab on him, any sort of waiver wire priority. You can just pick him up after the fact and just stash him.
0: You know, I like that. I think that what that's one underrated part of this. Like Penny's part of that kind of waiver wire guys or IR guys coming off that yeah. IR that we may have forgot about. Other guys, Michael Gallup is still out there. Tariq Cohen is still right. out there. Jamaico Hasty, even Jeff Wilson, who I mm. actually think yes. Jeff Wilson might be a sneaky guy. Like oh, he could stash. He's going to stash and maybe come in there, and he could do some yeah. do some damage for your fantasy team. So, like, look at that IR. Like, look at that IR, that IR and see if, like, you can maybe make some adjustments there and see who's out there that maybe, maybe people just dropped and forgot. You know how it is. It's week seven. If you're in a redraft league, three yeah. of your teams already quit. And so who knows mm-hmm. where those teams are at in terms of what they have, and they might have dropped mm-hmm. those guys and people just haven't noticed. Um, another guy that I think – Yeah, you know, you may be worth the flex spot. Is Ramon J. Stevenson from the Patriots? Now, this is kind of against my golden rule of picking a Patriot uh, just because (laughs) I hate how they do their usage. But Damien Harris, he hobbled in and out of the game. Like, he keeps getting kind of injured. But Stevenson was coming on the passing downs. Now, really? if and that sound you hear is JJ Taylor Truther's just falling apart that he can't get on the field for passing, sad but face. <laughs> sad face for all you JJ Taylor Truther fans. But I think you know, he had eight touches in the game, he had three t- catches, 62 yards. He had that touchdown. If Harris misses time, it feels like Stevenson's going to be the guy, and so yeah. right now would maybe be the chance if you have him. I think I saw him at 32 owned. Hey, that's right. I, it, I don't know about you, but I'm struggling with running backs. I I need damn running backs right now. I, I can't find them on my on my roster. He's if right. you can grab him and use him, that would be kind of that would be ideal for for me. I think that he's a he's a safe for, he's a safe play in terms of if Harris gets hurt, he's definitely a stash there. Uh, I do have a question for you that I definitely did not tell you what was going to be on here. Oh, are you picking up any Browns running backs this week? Are you? Oh my,
1: right? no, no, I'm okay. not. Um, now it's it's favorable that it is in Cleveland. And so like, you, you know, they don't have to travel to Denver who they are yeah. facing the Broncos this week, but the Broncos have a pretty stout defense. Now, any, any RB that's looking at volume, you know, is worth an ad, you know, especially in this bi-week ridden, you know, like all of your players are gone. I get it. You know, like you want to go after a Ernest or a Felton. I mean, I, I personally, I personally wouldn't, uh wouldn't spend up on either of them because I don't think either of them are gonna have a good game. Like I'm not gonna spend all this fab for deurnis to get me 13 carries for 46 yards. That's just yeah. not happening. So I I will stay away. Um I don't know what your thoughts are, Kevin.
0: Yeah I'm staying the hell away.
1: Yeah uh it just to me, I mean unless
0: you have to. So here's the thing. If you are, if you're in this situation where I have Hunt everywhere, I have Chubb everywhere, I don't think I have either one of their backups because I just didn't have the roster space. But if you had to, like I like Darners, but remember I think we were on this last year with Darners, weren't we? When Chubb went down, yes. and everybody's like, oh, you got to get him, and he didn't really do anything. Right? Uh, I like Felton, but remember Felton's been practiced primarily at wide receiver for right. these guys so if i had to pick i guess johnson would be the pick i think maybe felton because i think it could get a negative game script for them so like right. they're gonna have to throw a little bit more so right. if you're in ppr i think it may be adding felt if you if you had to like that means right. your roster must just yeah. be like yes. devastated um yes. but i would definitely pin it to some of these other guys if i could uh mm-hmm. and, and take a shot on them same all right, let's. Hey, so those are your waiver wire ads, Bateman. Now, like for example, if you if Bateman's out there, you're not draft. You know, don't pick up Dearness Johnson. Like in a flex, you go Agreed. get Bateman. Like yes. th- that's an easy decision. Uh, Rashad Penny. Uh, that might be the only one that you and me disagree on. I I, ca- I just can't take Penny anymore. Uh, <laughs> I get it. He,
1: he's just hurt. Uh, and then McKissick penny and, and Penny Stevenson. exhaustion is real. <laughs> oh, it's
0: yeah. It's like OBJ exhaustion. It doesn't go away. Right. Uh, all right. right. Let's go over some guys that maybe we're in or out on based on how they've been playing. And this first guy, I don't have a ton. I definitely want to talk to you about some of yours. Chase Claypool. Wide receiver 40 right now, Jacob. What the hell are we doing with Claypool?
1: All right, so he just caught two passes for 17 yards last week. All right, he put up an absolute dud. And it was much to my, you know, I was excited just because I was facing Claypool. All right, it was, I had... Tyler Bass, the kicker for the bills versus, versus Claypool. And I was down by four and I ended up beating that team by like 10 points. Surprisingly, because I thought that Claypool would go off against Seattle. Uh, so, you know, he's been dealing, he's been dealing with that hamstring injury, uh, but he looked great. Uh, he looked great in this game. All right. He was running routes. He, you know, and big Ben even connected with him on this really, Long pass, but it was called back because I don't know. Uh, I think it was offensive pass interference, but Claypool looked good, and now the Steelers have a bye week this week, so Claypool should get somewhere close to 100 on that hamstring to where you know you're definitely not dropping him. I know it's, I know it's bipocalypse, uh, your whole team is hurting, uh, but I would stash him as best as you can because I still think that he's going to be a productive wideout now. I know it's you know like Claypool is the third target on the Steelers team all right it's Deontay Johnson it's Najee Harrison it's Claypool so it's hard to bet on on the third target on a team that's being quarterbacked by Ben Roethlisberger I get it but Claypool just has that just has that upside that you can't just drop and he should be healthy coming out of the bye so I'm I'm keeping him Okay now I you
0: bring up like a good point I think you have to keep him right like I yeah. think at th- at this point he's there but dynasty wise, oh. I'm a little worried, like okay. in terms of Claypool. Like w- w- I, I've been seeing some serious slander out there about like Claypool's just not good. He doesn't create separation. Doesn't <laughs> he had a good year last year for a reason? I think it's a combination of Ben yeah. that offense, offensive line. A lot of issues going on there, and I don't think it's necessary. Claypool, I think Claypool could maybe be a cheap buy if you if you can get them for that that area. But in redraft, yeah, you got to hold them just because. I mean, not a lot of wide receiver twos out there that are available, and then it's passing offense, and they're going to throw like they're going to have. that. I know they get Najee involved and stuff. There's a lot of things kind of eating into a Claypool a little bit, so I don't think you can be too down on him in there. Uh, but let's talk about this next guy that absolutely screwed me last week after I didn't start him two weeks ago, oh. and I lost a game. So basically, I lost two games because of this guy. Because two weeks ago, I didn't start Miles Gaskin, and he went off against Tampa Bay. And yep. then last week, I started him, and I lost by eight. So Miles Gaskin, you are in my shithouse, for real, because I am very <laughs> upset at you right now. What are we doing? I don't think you can play this guy. Can you play this guy right now? Or what is what is happening in Miami?
1: I am not playing this guy worth anything. I mean, he followed up that 15 touch 99 yard, two touchdown performance against the Tampa Bay bucks in week five with seven touches for 14 yards. I mean, against a lowly Jaguars defense, it's like, what are you doing? Do you turn it on for the good teams? And then you turn it way off for the bad teams. Like that was unreal, man. Uh, through, through six games, Gaskin has topped five rushing attempts only twice. (laughs) So yeah. the Dolphins aren't getting Gaskin carries for some reason like they just want to spread the wealth to Ahmed, Malcolm Brown, who knows why. Uh you know like I thought I thought like with like Tua in they're at full strength besides Parker uh and Fuller, but you know like they they have their quarterback and they have their who I thought was their franchise running back at least for the next like 2 3 years. But you know, they don't even want to get him opportunities. Uh no. so you know he with only one game with fifty plus rushing yards. I'm out. I can't trust him moving forward. Uh, he has an excellent matchup on paper against Atlanta, but he also had an excellent matchup last week against Jacksonville. Yeah, and only got fourteen yards. So hopefully he does something next week so that you can sell high. Uh, but I'm not trusting him in any of my lineups until further notice.
0: No. I, yeah. You can't trust him. Right. But even then, like when you say, oh, well, he had a good game against a, a, an incredible defense and you're like, oh, I can trust him this week. He's going to play the, you, the Jaguars. All right, right. Yeah. He'll get some around. And he doesn't. And it just, gosh, I don't know what they're touchdown. doing with him. Like, I just I just don't know. Uh, all right. Let's go through these other guys. Robbie Anderson, mm. wide receiver, 62. He scored a touchdown last week. Is there any hope, Jacob? Any hope at all?
1: <laughs> he did score a touchdown last week. That's true. It saved what? Would have just been almost a goose egg. Um, Yeah, this one, this one is so tough. Just because Robbie did get eleven targets last week, but he only hauled in three of those targets for eleven yards. All right, you know, it's, it's it's just that Darnold is also struggling. He 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 has struggled for the past two weeks, which is. Probably what made that trade even easier for you, Kevin, you know, like to get Waller say, okay, Darnold's showing some signs of, you know, like struggling. I might as well move him, uh, for a Waller, which is a great pick. Now I think that Darnold gets better, but Robbie and Darnold, they should already have that chemistry, you know, like from their earlier days in New York. Um, so Robbie has, 29 total targets over the last three games. All right. Which equates to 9.7 targets per game, which is fantastic. Right. But he only has a total of 87 yards over three games. Like he's not doing anything with those targets. So it's just, you know, the targets are good, but the production is outrageously bad. So, you know, Robbie, he does have an excellent matchup over the next few weeks against the giants and the Falcons. But I'm only starting him in deep leagues, and only if I'm des, only if I'm desperate for a replacement in Bipocalypse this week. Otherwise, I'm moving on. Yeah, this pretty much
0: this is the only reason why he's starting on teams is because there's no one else to play. Like you gotta, right. you have to do it. I I don't know what it is. Like I think realistically, there was a real thing between maybe some chemistry issues between Donald and and Robbie where they just weren't. Uh-huh connecting in new york right we saw it he left played better now he's back and it's just there's something off there and yeah that touchdown scored but you know whatever like we talk about it like that was just one of those things he had to get too long dj Moore had to catch a hell of a pass on the sideline to even get close to that so we could say that he was wide open and he's had a ton of drops like you know it's just consistency stuff and so my my guy that I, i don't know is baker mayfield uh, he is, okay. you know, he's hurt. He has a shoulder issue, obviously. He has not looked good the last couple of games, and, and you've seen it. Arizona, QB rating was not great. He, he had two touchdowns interception, but he got sacked five times. He was on the ground a lot. He fumbled twice. He did not look good against the Chargers. Uh, now, he threw, for some, he threw yards, and he had it. And I, he had 300 yards. So, fantasy perspective, he did okay. He had mm-hmm. another fumble in that game. Uh, but then against Minnesota, we saw, hey, he didn't do much at nine points there. He's been a very solid QB, like for two, basically three ish games this year. And then the other yeah. three have just been duds. Right. I don't know. I think that he's going to struggle as long as Chubb's hurt. So that <laughs> yeah. offense missed Chubb a ton. Kareem yeah. Hunt being out this week. I'm out on him. Don't play him. I don't nope. see how you can do that. Uh, and so I, 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 am cautious, you know, cautiously optimistic, but Hey, that division is no slouch. They play Baltimore back to back. Essentially they play in week 12, week 14. They have a week 13 bye. so they mm-hmm. essentially boom, Baltimore, Baltimore after, you know, then they go to L let's see the schedule kind of opens up. So that's why I'm kind of leaving a little bit of hope because Hey, right. they played, you know, they got Denver, who knows? I would probably stay away from this game because the weapons then Pitt. Yeah. Tough, but hey, you know, Geno Smith looked pretty good against Pitt. Sensi, they can put up some points in that game. New England, you saw what Dak just did. I'm not saying Baker's mm-hmm. Dak, but he has that ability. Detroit, yeah. and then they end it with Las Vegas, Green Bay, and Pittsburgh. There's some okay. I see solid QB two numbers in there. I don't see QB1 numbers, but you you if he's healthy, he can put up 18, 16 points. I think would be a good ceiling for him. Um, but that's not something you want to could you want to rely on, but I do think he's, he's hurt. So that's a hard one.
1: You know, what's funny is I've never been in on Baker Mayfield. I've, I have never started him one week and I love streaming quarterbacks. (laughs) I, I just can't trust him. You know, like Cleveland has these running backs for a reason, Nick Chubb and Kareem hunt so that they can set up the pass for Baker. It's just, I never feel confident with Baker in any, any of my DFS lineups or any of my fantasy lineups, I'm not saying that he's a bad quarterback. I just always fear that game where like the Browns are just going to control the clock and just run the whole time because that's what they want to do. They don't yeah. want Baker to throw a ton. Yeah. All right. So especially this week on a short week and he's hurt. Uh, yeah. Stay far away from, him. I think I just did my quarterback rankings this morning. Uh, Baker, I, he, he, Landed as my quarterback 21, and that's being gracious. And there's only 26 quarterbacks playing this week. Uh, So it seems like he's a little bit up there at quarterback 20, quarterback 21. But really, I I am out on him this week. I'm like, I get what you're saying. Like, he does have some favorable matchups coming up, which would be a nice plug and play. And in like a Dynasty Superflex League or any Superflex League, he is a fine option. It's just I don't trust him because he – he never has that weekly upside for me. And he's just not showing that chemistry with Odell Beckham. He never has. And I don't think he ever will. Uh, yeah. you know, like they'll have one game where Odell will pop off and Baker will pop off. And then the next game, it's a dud. Uh, I, I personally can't trust him. Uh, perhaps that's just, perhaps that's just me. I just, um, I would just prefer not to roster him, not to start him anywhere, uh, except in extremely, uh, just in extremely good matchups.
0: So who would you rather start this week? I'm going to put you on the spot. Right. Baker or, or uh, Bridgewater?
1: Uh, I'm starting Bridgewater. Uh, right. I trust his weapons over Baker's weapons. Uh, just, I really like Cortland Sutton. I like Fant. Uh, I like Melvin coming out of the backfield. I like Javante coming out of the backfield. So really, it just... Depends on who is surrounding them. Now, Cleveland is a tough defense, and Denver is a tough defense. So both of these quarterbacks won't do well. I, I think I have Bridgewater one to two spots ahead of Baker, but I lean, I lean Bridgewater.
0: Okay. No, I think that's fair. I think, especially with the weapons being out, I, uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll, yeah. we'll, 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 see on that one. All right. Let's go to some sneaky start sits that we have. So let's look at some guys and, uh, just at each position that we either going to sit, we're going to start, we're going to go from there. I'm going to start with mine and, and, and mine is Joe Burrow. Uh, I think I'm going to sit him this week uh, against Baltimore. That Baltimore defense has been very stingy this year. I think it's 210 yards allowed passing offense and you see what they were able to do last week against, against Herbert. And I think Herbert is a better quarterback than Burrow. I know Burrow will have probably his numbers. I think I worry about the interceptions. He'll probably throw two in this game. I don't remember. I don't know if you remember the last time that Burrow played Baltimore as a rookie, he got destroyed. Like, really? I Oh, it was one of those games where you're just watching it and you, and, and you're just like, what is going on right now with this guy? Because he just looked out of rank. Now, Obviously, this team's different, but still, um, he yeah, so he it was he lost three to twenty-seven. His passer rating was sixty-six percent. It was 19 for 30 for an interception, 183 yards, and he had two fumbles. He got destroyed against this Baltimore defense last year. He didn't play him again because he got injured before, but I worry about that. I see that pass. I, I'm staying away from Burrow.
1: That is a very interesting pick just because Carson Wentz balled out on the Ravens. But then the Ravens turn around and just silence Justin (laughs) Herbert. So, you know, I can definitely see Burrow being a sit this week, but Burrow has been really good this season. Um, But, you know, like perhaps this is the week to sit him if you have a better option. Um, So my start of the week this week at quarterback, a sneaky start is Ryan Tannehill. Um, He he welcomes in a Kansas city chiefs defense that is allowing the second most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. Now, Kevin did talk earlier about how disappointed he was last week against Buffalo. Not, I am not, I am not denying that. Uh, but <laughs> Julio, Julio was, was, uh, Julio got injured last game. Right. So he might not play this week. So why would I want to start Tannehill if he doesn't have all of his offensive weapons? Well, I almost think this is an addition by subtraction. Uh, since Tannehill had a monster season last year with just AJ Brown. All right. And consistent. And he also consistently found AJ Brown in the second half of last game, which gives me hope that Tannehill and AJ Brown's chemistry is back on track. Uh, so I think that Tannehill steps up, uh, Steps up steps up next week and gives Mahomes' production a run for its money. I don't think he'll oh. match, but I think I think I think that Tannehill is a quarterback one. He is my quarterback ten this week. Wow. Actually, all right. Actually, actually he's my quarterback eight this week there you go yeah and, and quarterback ace
0: legit i think hey, yeah. if you're talking about like that you know that's a that's a that's a hot take i mean he's quarterback 19 overall right now right um so that is a hot take i you know it's funny we do in this we do the segment and i was going to put tan hill down too and you got to him first that's why oh, I, okay. I pivoted it a little bit but i do agree i think he has that matchup that you want to see mm-hmm. like if he's going to do anything right. this would probably be the week uh and so i don't hate it i don't hate it uh, it's just right. Ah, he's got to do a little bit better there, and we'll see. Kansas City, though, is not yeah. what we what we expected. All right, let's go to running yeah. backs. I'm going to go with my man Cordell Patterson. I'd like to go. Okay. We went deep on running backs. As you can tell, running backs are a it's, – it's a little tougher to go here, and you'll see <laughs> that. Yes, uh, it is. You know what, Cordell Patterson against Miami, again, you saw it last week what, what the Jaguars, you know, James Robinson was there, what he was able yeah. to do. I think Cordell Patterson is a solid, safe play, and I think he's a solid running back, too. I mean, I saw somebody have him as a running back one. I don't know where you have having in the rankings. I saw him have somebody have Cordell Patterson as high as seven and in PPR. So wow. right now with his yeah, buys okay. and everything going there, I think that realistically yeah. you're looking at a low-end running back one and a mid-tier running back two.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got Patterson uh in between RB 12 and 17 okay. like somewhere somewhere in that range. I don't have my rankings in front of me, but I know that he's going to be a solid mid-range RB2. Just, you know, every time he's in the game, he's going to he he is going to get that touch. Um so my RB start, my sneaky start is Elijah Mitchell, all right? They okay. they face the Indianapolis Colts. Now before the bye week, Mitchell ran for 43 yards on nine carries adding two catches for 19 yards against Arizona in week five. Mitchell clearly functioned as the RB one in San Francisco over Trey Sermon who only had one carry. All right. And with Jimmy G trending towards playing this week, Mitchell should get more carries and, and just more touches in general. Um, again, at home against the Colts in week seven. I have Elijah Mitchell as a mid range RB2 this week.
0: Okay. Yeah, I know. Hey, I, if he can do it, right? If he gets the to touches, he'll be there. Um, yep. I'm just not, I'm just concerned with uh, Shanahan. I'm just, you know, yeah. who, who are these guys going to be? Where are they going to go? But no, I don't hate it. Against the Indiana, def- Indianapolis defense, I'm all for it. Uh, let's go to wide receivers. Amon Ross St. Brown is mine playing against the red. Okay. A little homecoming. Jared Goff, little homecoming. What is he going to do here? Right. Uh, you know, game. for me, revenge game, yeah. For me, it's just, I think, addition from subtraction in terms of, like, the weapons on the outside. I think that Amon Ra can, can definitely step up. I think that he can be kind of just a solid flex play, especially in a, like we've been talking about, this week is tough, uh, especially where he's at. He's, he's wide receiver 77 right now on the in terms of the season. He got off to a little bit of slow stop, but he did get seven targets. So he's actually got eight eight and seven targets the last three games. So he's seen okay. the targets there. So okay. 23 targets the last three games. Obviously, he didn't put up the bigger numbers last week for receiving yards. But before that, he had 70 and 65. I could see him. Now, this this is going to be a tough matchup for him. I know that. Uh, mm-hmm. But I could see him kind of having that sneaky play to where, hey, yeah, he's going to project. I, I think I have him projected right now in PPR as, a, as 10 points. So mm-hmm. solid. Not I'm not saying out of the radar. But if you need to get somebody on that, on that list and you're definitely not deep, I think Amon Rock could be a guy.
1: Five catches for 50 yards is definitely doable. I think yeah. you know, like since since you know, like he's gotten like consistently seven to eight targets for a rookie. I mean, that's 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 super impressive. Uh so I feel comfortable starting him in a PPR league as well, especially on as we say in this bipocalypse week. Mm-hmm. Um so my start here, my sneaky start here is Darnell Mooney. He faces the Tampa okay. Bay Buccaneers. Now last week. Mooney caught five passes for 45 yards and a touchdown against Green Bay. This week, he faces a Tampa Bay defense giving up the seventh most fantasy points to wide receivers on the season. So, in a potentially negative game script, I like Mooney a lot, especially on DraftKings where he's listed for $4,600. And I could also see A Rob joining the fun and having himself a decent wide receiver today as well. So, if you held on to Allen Robinson and you're in this bye week, I. I would definitely start him, but Mooney is my sneaky start this week.
0: Hey, I think, yeah, I, the biggest thing for me is can they keep Fields upright? Right. And can an offensive line stop that defensive line? And there they'll banged up, and that and that those corners like you talk about banged up. To, Mooney could be the guy, right? I wish it was Alan Robinson, but I think Allen Robinson retired and he's not back yet. So <laughs> still yeah. waiting for our guy Allen Robinson out there and on vacation. One of those things. Uh, but Mooney could be that person. I love that DK price too. I think forty six hundred could be oh. it, it, it's a uh, it, it's pretty good. I don't do a lot of daily DFS, but yeah. I, I like that price. Uh, yeah. All right, let's go tight ends and defenses really quick. You know, for me. I think Zach Ertz could be a smash this week against Houston. I love the matchup. Max Williams was putting up tight end one numbers almost. Career numbers for him. Kingsbury has shown that he wants to get him more involved. They just traded for Ertz, so you know they're going to get him targets. I think Ertz is a smash with the tight ends and where they're at. I'm just going to take him and just start him everywhere I have him.
1: I like that play a ton. Um, And then my tight end snart, snart, sneaky start. (laughs) I did it again, Um, is... Anthony Ferkser, all right, versus Kansas City. So I have Tannehill as my snart at quarterback, and then I have Anthony Ferkser. Now, I know that Ferkser is a risky play after he only got one target last week. But before last week, he had nine total targets over his previous two games. Uh, So with Julio trending towards being out, uh, Ferkser to me looks like a solid looks like a solid option in what should be a potentially negative game script for the Tennessee Titans against the chiefs. I can see him getting around six plus targets for about 40 to 60 yards and a touchdown, uh, against a Kansas against the Kansas city defense that is giving up the fifth most fantasy points to tight ends this season.
0: Yeah. Hey, uh, if it's going to be any time, it's going to be first, right? But I like right. that you paired him with Tannehill I mean, that's kind of Good. look at you, look at you stacking your tight Just end
1: quarterback. And, them. I mean, hey, he's only thirty one hundred on DraftKings right now. I mean, like yeah. that's that's a super low price.
0: Look at you dumpster diving out there. All right, he's so I will. I'm going to go Denver Broncos <laughs> okay. for my start for defenses okay. because hey, the playing Baker, no one's there. We realistically could see them getting some turnovers. I like that defense. I like that pass rush. Um, yeah. You know, Sertan, you bastard. You guys took Sertan, and I we got (laughs) hey we got digs in the second round, and and I'm pretty happy with Parsons. Sertan is a legit cornerback. One, he is he is one of my favorite corners to watch already. You could already tell he has he has that lockdown skills. He doesn't let him get by. He has great 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 hips. He's legit. You guys are excited about him.
1: You know what I thought? I thought when Champ Bailey said that he sees a lot of himself in Patrick Sertan. I just thought that was hyperbole. I threw it away. I was like, yeah, you say that about every corner who comes here, but I was like, Oh my gosh, he actually does have some champ to him. Like he has 2 Patrick Sertan is the real deal, man. So whew, it is fun watching him. That's for sure. Um, my defense this week is the Arizona Cardinals facing the Houston Texans. So this is the third week in a row where I've suggested starting a defense playing the Houston Texans. Last week, the Colts held the Texans to three points, and I see the same thing happening this week against Arizona. So Cardinals should be locked into your fantasy and DFS lineups this week against Davis Mills, and they're surprisingly only the seventh most expensive defense on DraftKings at 3,100. Super surprising because they have a super high floor where the Texans are going to score at the most 10 points and probably and probably give up a few sacks along with a pick or two. Uh, So the Cardinals are my stone cold block this week.
0: Yeah, no, that's a that's a fair pick. I, you know, any play playing Houston, <laughs> it should exactly. be a lot. Uh, but yeah, those, so those are our guys. Those are our start sits, and we're gonna kind of go through uh, my dynasty panic meter. And you can always find us on Fantasy Pros. I write about them. I just like to talk about it on here if you if you don't like written work. Uh, and yeah, I'm gonna just go through some guys, and and we'll see what you guys think. Like, so uh, one of my first guys that I want to talk about is Tua. Uh, you know, Tua okay. Tagovailoa. He's had a rough start to his career. It's been a little tough. But he came back against the Jaguars. He played relatively well. He threw for 329 yards, two touchdowns. He scored 22.4 fantasy points. The Dolphins are bad. The game script is going to go his way this year. He's going to have to throw a little bit more. It looks like he has that with Waddle. I think he's a solid QB, two in Superflex leagues. So this is based on his value now. So I think when you're looking at him, what he's going to be, and with how bad – Quarterback landscape is out there. You can't tell me Tua is not going to be a starter for the next three to five years, can you?
1: Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I expect him. I, I expect him to start for some team. It should be the Dolphins, but yeah, should absolutely.
0: be. But I mean, he's going to start. Look at the Broncos. Like, right. th- there's teams out there that could use Tua. So, like, I think yeah. he's a very safe player to go grab in Dynasty because of his price. Um, so a recent trade that he was involved in was Mac Jones and Brandon Bolden for Tua.
1: Love it. Wow.
0: Okay, I'll take Tua. I'm sure well, that did. the Tua manager is upset. Mac has looked okay, and I see that. But that, that to me, if that's his value, it's a smash buy for me out there. Mm-hmm. If you can grab him, with that be a solid QB two, and give up a guy like Mac Jones, who yeah, he's okay. I like Mac Jones, but I think Tua may have a little bit more upside of that position. Yeah, uh, I'm all about that. So I think Tua is a buy right now in Dynasty, and and I, I would go grab him. Uh, the other guy is CMC. I think he's a buy as well. If you're if if you can go grab him, and you're going to be competing, and he comes back healthy, he's going to win your league. Like he's going to win it. Health is always a concern, but it is what it is at this point. You got to take a little shot sometimes. And I think that he he's there now. His price is yeah, it, it's there. In a in a tight end premium league, he went for Trey Sermon, Deontay, and George Kittle last week.
1: Oh, the decent haul for both sides. Uh, yes. But yeah, like you said, if CMC comes back healthy, it's a league winner. <laughs>
0: And that's fair, right? And in terms of yeah. me, like th- that's a fair deal. But I think he can be. And someone asked me today, they have CMC. Another team had Zeke. The the owner had, that had Zeke offered him Zeke straight up for CMC. It's a keeper league, so you get to keep it. No no draft pick problem. So you just be, oh. basically just get to keep him. It's kind of like mm-hmm. a mini, I guess, mini keeper. Yeah. Uh, and I told him I would hold on to CMC Same. because I still think that CMC's value is, is going to be ahead of Zeke's. And yeah. if he comes back... He's a legit – I mean, he was going to put up running back one numbers without scoring touchdowns. Like, this guy is just a cheat code, and it's a, the a health thing. But that's that's kind of where I'm at with CMC. And the last guy I was going to mention, I think Russell Wilson is also a clear buy right now. Okay. I don't know if he's going to come back. I, I I think that he'll come back at Green Bay at the earliest because that's week 10. That's when the buy is. Next week is week 10. Whatever. But Russ was QB 10 in fantasy before he got hurt. So we're still talking about a QB one that you can maybe go buy from a contender who needs a quarterback and you can grab him and you get, you get younger. So for example, Wilson got traded for Naheem Hines in a 2022 first. I don't know if I want to give a 22 21st, but if it's in a super flex league, I can understand it. Tom Brady and Daniel Jones for Russell Wilson.
1: I get it. Yeah. It's a little weird trade. Like that's really weird.
0: It is weird. I think they figured Daniel Jones is kind of out. Yeah, they can have Tom Brady as their guy. Maybe they get lucky with Jones, that bridge guy. And then Tua or excuse me, Russell will just go and whatever. So if I'm a Russell guy, I'm getting that. I'm saying, okay, I can't win it this year. I'll get rid of Brady. You can have Jones, whatever. Mm -hmm. Give me Russell. And I have two or three years of legitimate competition where they can build it up. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of I feel like where you're And he actually went straight up for Aaron Rodgers. Again, I can see where you look at your dynasty roster. You realize you're not going to contend. So, okay, I'll let me give up Aaron. Let me get a quarterback back. Russell yeah. could be that guy. So, for me, I like that idea. And I like to kind of go out there and grabbing those guys. So, those are kind of my dynasty panic meter. I would, I would, you know, buy Tua. I buy Russell. I would probably buy CMC if I could.
1: I like those picks, man. I like those picks a lot. I actually might just float out a deal for two of there. Cause I definitely need a quarterback. Uh, so I like that a lot. And the Russell Wilson buy is really good. Um, you know, I was kind of confused at the Daniel Jones and Tom Brady for Wilson, but I was only confused on the side of whoever was giving up Wilson. It's like, no, no, no. Keep Wilson for that. Because I, like you said, we don't know how long we're going to have a Brady. Uh, so, you know, and Daniel Jones, we don't know if he is the answer. So that's a that's a really good buy for Russell. If you can get him for that cheap or just for that kind of package, I like it a lot. So I like those picks, Kevin. Everybody, listen up there, you dynasty managers out there. Listen up and buy these guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and make sure you buy them at the right price, please. Right. All right, let's go over uh, QB streamers. Let's get into this and we'll wrap up the show.
1: All right. My week seven quarterback streamer starts with Derek Carr. All right. He welcomes in a Philadelphia Eagles defense Uh, that didn't have to do too much against Tom Brady or just because Leonard Fournette just just stomped all over them. But I think that Derek Carr is going to have to have to do a lot this week. Last week, Carr finished as quarterback 11 throwing for 341 yards and a couple scores against a solid Broncos defense in Denver. Uh, so he found Henry Ruggs on a 48 yard touchdown strike and also found Brian Edwards for a 51 yard strike. This week, Carr returns home to face Philadelphia, where he will most likely have to throw the ball a lot more than he did in Denver last week. All right, Carr is my quarterback 10 this week and is an excellent option on DraftKings at 6,000. Uh, now, my second quarterback is Tua Tungo Viola. All right, he welcomes in. The Atlanta Falcons, all right, and Tua is rostered in twenty six percent of sleeper and eighteen percent on Yahoo. Tua returned after a three game absence last week to throw three hundred and twenty nine yards and two touchdowns. He threw the ball forty seven times, so we're not worried about you know if he can if he can sustain that level. All right, he he is going to throw if he has to. Um, he tallied seventy six passing yards on. Miami's opening drive which concluded with a six yard uh, with a six yard score to Jalen Waddle last week was his third 300 yard performance of his career and I think he makes it for this week at home against an Atlanta defense giving up the seventh most fantasy quarterbacks on the season
0: I, I like both those guys. I think that Derek Carr's legit. He's solid. Tua against Atlanta. I, again, we talked about him a lot. Um, so, good. How, who were your streamers last week? Do you remember?
1: Last week, uh, I had Carson Wentz, um, who he did well. Uh, yeah, he did then, okay. Um, who, who did I have? Oh, my gosh, man. <laughs> Get old. We, we are getting old. Oh, we uh, I had Tyler Heineke, who definitely oh, – yeah struggled. He struggled. I think he only got about 10 to uh, 11 points in such a negative game script against the chiefs, but still couldn't get anything going, which was, which was a huge bummer. Uh, you know, it's safe to say that Heineke is no longer trustworthy as a streaming option. Like if you can't get it done against the Kansas, against the Kansas city chiefs who give up the most fantasy points to quarterbacks, then you can't trust him. which is why if Tannehill can't do it, like you said earlier, we can't trust him. <laughs>
0: No, we can't trust him there. Uh, all right, let's go to our last segment here, and we'll talk about locks of the week, and we'll talk about those guys. Uh, why don't Why don't I just get mine real quick? I, I, you know what? I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I like picking oddball guys, and okay. I think guys that maybe, especially this week, I'm going with James Conner. Against the Houston, we're just going to pick like every. You know what's going to happen? We're picking all these Cardinals, and then you know Houston's going to win. But anyway, so <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I think Connor could be a two touchdown guy in this game, and I, I think that's there, especially with what Houston's given up and the in the rushing attack. So I, I think my lock is that James Connor can be a running back two this week.
1: I like that a lot. And what should be a very positive game script for the Cardinals, I mean he's going to have a lot of touches, a lot of carries. All right, so my lock of the week is Daryl Henderson Jr. All right. He faces the Detroit lions. Henderson has been the model of consistency this year, finishing as the RB 16, 11, 17, 20, and six in all five games he's played so far, which means he's never finished lower than an RB two in any games he's played in 2021. This week, he faces a lowly Detroit lions defense, giving up the most fantasy points to opposing running backs. I expect Matthew Stafford to, to, get up early at home against Detroit, then run the clock out with Daryl Henderson. Henderson for me is easily a top five back for me.
0: Okay. Yeah. No, hey, Henderson is going to pick up that work that we're talking about with, uh, acres, right? We wish it would have been acres back in the day, oh, uh, but it's not RIP acres out there. All right. Well, Hey, it was a great show. We talked about it. I, you know, I'm rooting for your Broncos on Thursday, Jacob, and I hey. know fan shares to do that. It's just, you okay. got to get a win, right? At some point hey, is your coach, the worst coach in the NFL.
1: Yeah, he just might be. Oh, I, I don't know. He might be giving Urban a run for his money there, but uh, it's close. It's close. It is way too close Fangio. to comfort. for
0: it. So, ah, uh, Fangio. All right, well, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Please hit that subscribe button, that like button. And until next time, we'll see you guys later.